Good morning, Four Points. Come on now, we can do better than that, right? Can y'all get excited with me? Good morning, Four Points. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, we got a lot to celebrate. And uh, so I just want to start with this. If you're a guest with us, we are so pumped that you're here. And I just had this thought. If you knew me back in the day and you hadn't seen me in a long time and you're like, that dude's a pastor, I'm surprised too. So we can all be excited together. And uh, thank you, Jeff, for laughing. At least one person laughed because that was funny. So anyway, we're pumped that you're here. We really are glad that you're here. And if we've never met you before, man, we're pumped that you're here too. So listen, this morning we're going to talk just briefly about what God's done. And then we're going to look ahead to what God's going to do. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to have fun. And this is the goal. Not that we have fun and it's awesome, although we do love to have fun. But the goal is that each one of you, this is my goal for you and this is my goal for me, is that each one of us have the best year of our lives. Absolutely the best year of our lives. And I've got the formula this morning for us to have that. It doesn't matter what kind of disaster you've been through. It doesn't matter what kind of day you've had this morning. Like, for example, me on the way to church this morning, Lee and I didn't say a whole lot to each other because we might or might not have been fussing this morning. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because it's awesome. And we kissed and made up and it's awesome. So, But it, that doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter what happened because the past is the past and we're going to celebrate what God did and then we're going to look ahead. So will y'all pray with me? Let's pray. God, we're so excited about looking at several things this morning, but most importantly, looking at what you say and what your word tells us. And so God, will you just, God, we just know that in this room right now, there's people um, with all different places in their lives. Some of them are really hurting, some really, really deep hurts, some wounds uh, that can only be closed with you. Words can't help. So God, I pray that you'll especially touch certain people in here. And even for us that, that are not hurting per se. But God, we so often try to do things to make ourselves happy or um, we go through life and we think that we can please you by stuff that we do and not by who you are in us. God, I pray that you'll just radically change us today and put our mindset right. In Jesus' name, amen. So real quickly, before I get started in my message, uh, just a couple highlights from last year that we're kind of pumped about and we want to share with you guys. So uh, the fall of 2012, we averaged about 90 people at four points. And in the fall, which is the fourth uh, quarter or whatever, of 13, which is what we just ended, we averaged about 190 people. And so that that's awesome. We're really excited about that. And you guys is a great crowd this morning for two services. And so we're pumped. Just for kind of perspective, if you're new with us this morning, uh, our first service, we met at Pizza Inn. And we met there for 10 months. And our second week, we had like 30 people. And a lot of the 30 is here looking at me. And so thank you for being here again. But it's just been amazing to see God work. And so we're not bragging, believe me, uh, because we're going to follow Paul's words in Philippians 3 in just a minute. But we're pumped. And we're pumped about you guys and what God's doing through you and not about this uh, or about me. <laughs> believe me, that's not a whole lot to be pumped about. But we're very excited about 68 people getting saved and 38 getting baptized and so many things that have happened. And so I just wanted, we just wanted to show you all that video. Um, this week we'll put... I think it's this week, if not, forgive me, but Austin put in the bulletins uh, in this week, the year in review, and we'll have a, a full listed printout of that just to kind of show you what has happened and where all of your dollars have gone, and so we're excited about that. But I'm just going to tell you, the thing that maybe I'm most excited about is um, that, that Christmas offering, and we ask all of you, if you're a four-pointer, we ask every one of you to dig deep and to give a little bit more than you normally do for your tithes and offerings, and the goal was 
for the church in Nicaragua that we've partnered with in Granada to be able to have a roof on their building and, and a concrete floor, if y'all remember the video. And so today they'll worship. This afternoon they have to worship at 5 o'clock because the sun's almost going down. It's so brutal hot they have to wait till then. So they're not going to worship right now yet. But today they will worship under a shed in a place that can be a big, nice church. And it's miserable. And if it, if it was the weather that we had here, it would be a washout because of the mud. And so um, we, we ask that y'all give $25,000. And we, we raised over 30000 because of your generosity. And we were so pumped. We were so pumped. And um, so what we decided to do was show Pastor Jose by, uh, by Skype. And so um, Josh and Austin set it up because I, I can do it on my phone on the like, FaceTime stuff. But I, if it goes outside of that, I couldn't do all this fancy stuff. But, but we videoed it, and we wanted you guys to see the conversation we had with Pastor Jose. And it's amazing. So y'all watch this. Well, I've got some friends here with us that want to talk to Pastor Jose. Do they want to? Do they really? 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 Do they we decided to do an offering for your church. Como eh, un punto, el cuarto punto de, nuestra, de, de, de la iglesia con, en un servicio que tuvimos, decidimos hacerle una ofrenda a usted. To finish the roof and the floor in your church. Y esa ofrenda va a ser determinarle el techo y el piso a su iglesia. And we guessed that we needed $25,000, so we had no idea if we could get that much. Y nosotros pensábamos de que eso iba a ser unos 25 mil dólares. No teníamos ni idea cómo íbamos a agarrar ese dinero. And we were able to take in over $30, y ahora pudimos recoger 30 mil. ¡Gloria a Dios! We're going to be able to do your church come to see you again in early spring, maybe end of February, early March. Así que vamos a, vamos a poderlos verlos de nuevo. Vamos a terminar esa iglesia y finish, vamos a finish church for you. Enero, de marzo. And we y wanted you to know. Y queríamos a que usted supiera. Esto sí es una buena sorpresa para comenzar el año. This is a good surprise to start the year. Awesome. Nosotros la iglesia no hemos dejado de estar orando. Our church hasn't stopped being praying for that. Porque sabíamos que Dios iba a usar a, a estos siervos como usted. Because we knew that God was going to use, to use you all. That's awesome. Cool. Muy felices. Uh, we are so glad for that. We are so happy for that. Is that great news, Pastor? Son buenas noticias. Muy buenas. Muchas gracias a la iglesia que ha colaborado. Thank you so much to the church. No, da más que saber que somos una sola iglesia, no importa el país. And this, uh, this lets us know that we are only one church, no matter uh, where you are and where we are. Y de seguro que han sembrado donde hemos estado clamando y ha llegado en el en un momento muy especial que nos estamos. And for sure, you have planted or, or God has done what they uh, had been praying for. 
quiero que me le dé muchas gracias desde el más pequeñito de la iglesia, desde el más niño hasta el mayor. Y que uh, quizás algún día pueda conocer a muchos de la iglesia. And I want you to thank for me uh, from the little the the the, the the little one, the, the smaller one, to the bigger one in the church, that we are really thanks. We are very grateful for this. Nosotros hemos estado orando en la iglesia. Casualmente, anoche tuvimos una vigilia. We had been praying in the church. Yesterday night, especially, we had, we had a service. Y estábamos nosotros diciendo al Señor, tú vas a dar sobre más de lo que los hermanos se han propuesto. And we, we just told the Lord that he was going to provide that we were sure that he was going to provide more than than, than the money we needed brother Mitch taught me something that when God opens doors he opens them very big Así que esto me esto la verdad que para ser primer día del año y recibir esto esto sí es una gran victoria. So for me as the first day of the year to to get this new is a big victory. Y si este es el comienzo del año cuánto será la victoria más allá. If if the year has begin began this way so we're gonna have more victories during the, the next uh, the rest of the year. Le amo con todo mi corazón. Y a mi hermano Mish, que, que este hombre ha sido un gran enlace de parte de Dios. We, we love you with all of our, our hearts, and especially brother Mish, because he has been a, a nice bridge for okay. blessing. Okay, well, we're excited about what God is doing. We wanted you guys to see that because um, no matter if you were able to give or not, uh, it's just... It's just so awesome uh, what God, what God's doing there. Uh, this is the thought that I just had. I've watched that five times now, and I just had a thought come in, and I have to share it with you guys because it goes right along with what I'm about to say. Um, man, what if, what if I had that kind of faith? You know, like the kind of faith where on New Year's Eve they have a service, and like we a lot of American churches do Christmas Eve services. They tend to do. Um, in in um, Nicaragua, they do uh, New Year's Eve services. And they blow it out, and they prayed that night. Did you hear him say this? They prayed that night specifically for uh, the money to come in, and they didn't know we were going to give them the money, right? And but they believed it. And this is the part that I guess has me. I'm, I'm going to do good and not cry, but I, I, they're excited about getting a metal roof and concrete floors, and we would turn our nose to that because it is a block building with a metal roof and concrete floors and they're blown away. And I'm telling y'all, the people are going to come in the droves because it is a nice place. And I'm guilty of needing better, very guilty, um, rather than being satisfied with what the Lord does. And I just, I don't know. So often in my life, and this is, I'm just going to get ahead, but it just, so often in my life, I can't celebrate the win and be satisfied with where God's taking me because I always look at the negative. And um, I either beat myself up for something I've done in the past, and some of y'all have completely screwed up. I'm just going to tell y'all, y'all know it, I know it. Uh, and some of y'all, we don't have a clue what you've done, and you've been able to mask it well, and that's like me. 
because I can really mask my sins and y'all cannot know what's going on. The only one that does know is God. But we constantly beat ourselves up where we are and we never enjoy the journey that God wants for us. And because of that, we're ungrateful. And this is, listen, if this isn't y'all, that's awesome. But this is the picture of Mark Pangle. Constantly, I know what to do. I know what to say. And I'm ungrateful and I can't enjoy what God does. And so I'm just going to tell y'all this story now because I think it ties in. Brian that's sitting back there that plays for us. He plays, he sings and plays the guitar. And uh, he played for me in the 06, 07, 07, 08 school years in basketball. Very good athlete. And uh, we won state championships back-to-back when he played for us, and it was a great time. And uh, I have rings at home. I still shine them sometimes. And, you know, it, it's great memories, great memories. But here, here's the indictment that I am and proves wh- um, why God's not enough in my life, if that makes sense, why God is not what I lean on in my stuff or my, my success is what I lean on. And so we're in the state championship game, which is awesome, uh, 08 and, and, um, we're up seven points with less than a minute to go. And I tell, I tell the, uh, one of his teammates, a very good athlete, he could jump out of the gym. And I told, I said, Morris, I want you to jump up, go baseline. And I want you to thump on these cats. Everybody understood the instruction. We had a back screen, all that stuff doesn't matter to you. But, but he followed the instructions exactly right until the dunk happened. Joker's elbow was above the rim and he just tried to lay it in. And it hit the back iron instead of going up and putting the game away because it would have been an and one, but he ducked the contact, finger roll, missed it, went over the guy's back. And instead of going up 10 with the free throw, we were now down five and he fouled out, or up five and he fouled out. Now, long story short, we ended up winning the game. We won the game by four points because that's why we named the church four points. Just kidding. But we, <laughs> but we, did, we did win the game by four points. So, so let me just, we won the state freaking championship. And I'm letting y'all know that's awesome, right? It's celebration. It's because we were a Christian school, we were spraying water, right? I mean, we were so excited. We were in the locker room. We were throwing water on each other because you can't do champagne. So we were, we were pumped up, right? So at that moment of my life, I should have been, been the most excited I've ever been, basically. And I was mad. I was mad at DeMorris and at us not executing the play like I wanted us to. I'm not kidding. I was mad. And I've never even, Brian found this out this morning. I've never told him this before because I tried to put a happy face on, but I never enjoy, I promise y'all that day we're in the bus on the way home and I should be celebrating in my heart this championship. And I was miserable because we didn't get it right. And one of my best friends in the whole world is the person I coached with. And he looked at me and he said, bro, you got problems, man. And I, (laughs) kind of laughed at him said what are you talking about he said mark let's say we make the basket and then they have to foul us and we win by 15 the rings look the same bro they don't change the ring it's the same you win by four or you win by 15 stop complaining and i i feel that way like when i watch pastor jose's video i feel like i'm still that same mark like i look and say why don't we have 400 in the church you just say, why can't I get a job that I, that's better, right? Do y'all not feel that way sometimes? Why, well, God, why are you doing this to me? Why is someone sick in my life? Why are all these things happening to me? I'm miserable. And we can't look at what God has done. Listen, listen. when I think about me, I look at myself and I think, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, I'm, I'm, 
None of y'all are worse than me. And I'm not saying that to make you feel better. I'm telling you the truth. I'm a wreck. My thought life is messed up. I just know me. And yet God still chooses to use me. Why? Because he loves me. And he doesn't love me for what I do for him. He, he loves me because of what he is in me. He loves me because he changed me and because he made me to be his own. The, the way that we have the best year of our lives is not to be wealthy. And that would be awesome. I, I hope some of y'all get rich. But, but that's not it. It's not to, to have all this money or to have good health. And I hope all of us have health. I don't want anyone to be in trouble this year. No cancer. None of that junk. But that's not it, is it? Because some of us have victories in life and we can't enjoy it because we're miserable with ourselves. And that's where the problem lies. And so, Paul, if you're familiar with the Bible, Paul wrote a book to Philippi, to a city in the church. And, and in this book, he told us in chapter 3 what I believe are good instructions for us to go ahead. And I, I, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate and look behind and I, and I want to be excited about what God has done. But in our lives, if the only thing we do is live in the past, whether that's good or bad, by the way, if the only thing we do is live in the past, say, man, when I was in high school, like I'm fat now, so it doesn't matter that, what, that I could dunk a basketball and do a 360 in high school, that if that's all that I live for, I'm embarrassing, right? Y'all know people like that. I try not to be that guy, but sometimes I am. But if that's all that I am in my life and I can't go forward and be the, who that God wants me to be, then what am I? Right? Well, I'm, I'm me, and that's my constant life. Well, let's look what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. This is Paul's instructions. And I believe, like if you're going to circle a New Year's message, this is an awesome place to start. He says, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect. And I'm good on this one. <laughs> we're good to go. I'm not perfect. I think y'all would agree the same way. We're not perfect. We're good to go. This is not a problem for us. But Paul, many times in his letters, he wrote over half the New Testament. And many times in his letters, he said, listen, do what I do. And that should be the goal for all of us, to be able to look at people that are less mature in the faith than us and say, watch me, live like this. But, but even at that, even though Paul had said that, this is what he said, I'm not perfect. By any stretch of the imagination, I'm not perfect. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Now, I want y'all to think about this before I continue. It's not what I have done, it's what he's done in me that makes me press on. That makes me continue. And so as I look to 2014, as we start another year, this is, if, if we follow Paul's advice, this is what he's saying. Stop resting on what you did. Because you'll be like me and be a moron. Guilty. And not be happy when God does things in your life like winning a state championship. Come on, Mark. Because you constantly nitpick and dig at the scab of your own lives. And I'm telling y'all, no one tears you down like you tear you down. No one. No one. Because someone will say something nasty about you and you'll repeat it to yourself over and over and over. And you'll believe the lies of the devil constantly in your lives because that's what we do. We believe we're not good enough. We're not strong enough. We're not handsome or beautiful enough. Lies. Lies from the devil. Lies. Because Paul says it's not about who I am. By the way, just for some reference, Paul was short and bald and ugly. The Bible says he wasn't pleasing to look at, which means he was funked up. Dude was jacked. You know, something was wrong with him. You know what I'm talking about? So it doesn't matter what you look like. He changed the world, in my opinion, more than anyone other than Jesus. 
The dude was jacked up. Why? Because he was comfortable with who he was in Jesus and not who he was in himself. What if any of us were like that? Because that's what I see in Pastor Jose, don't y'all? That's what I see in him and that's what I don't see in me. And that's what I want in me in 2014 is I want people to see Jesus in me and not see Mark. So he said, it's not because of who I am, but because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, I hadn't done this, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget what lies behind and strain toward what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm forgetting about the junk that I did. And listen, celebrate the wins, enjoy life, but don't just rest in that. Rest in Jesus. He's, he's like, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Some of y'all screwed up so bad this year, you hate yourselves. And I'm telling y'all, you will not have a good year. Better yet, you will not have a good day because you can't forgive yourselves. And I'm just telling y'all, if the God of the universe can forgive me for what I've done, why can't I forgive myself and allow myself to be used by him? But this is the problem. This is where I wrestle. And if y'all are like me, and I know some of you are, thank God some of you aren't, because it would make us all crazy. But, but some of y'all are like me, and, and this, is your, your, this is your mindset. And, and this wasn't necessarily the way I was taught. Uh, it was to a certain extent. But in church, this sort of felt like it is, um, if, I, if I like teach a class, if I like teach a class for God, then he'll be okay with me, right? Or like if I go on a mission trip, like I, it's not enough to just do this, but if I go on that mission trip, right? Then, then God will be okay with me. Or what else? Let's see. i got to think of other things because God's mad at me. Oh, i got to read the Bible every day. Like some of y'all saw on Facebook I put that I finished the one-year Bible. And I was pumped about that, by the way, because I am not a great reader. <laughs> I, I read last year more, more books than I've ever read before. And I'm trying really hard, but I am not a great reader. So I was not bragging that I finished the Bible because I'm a pastor. So one would think that I should read the Bible because that, it's what I get paid to do, so that would make sense. But I'm proud because I'm just not a great reader, and that's an accomplishment for me. But I don't do it so God is not mad at me, right? This is just because of human nature. This is, this is what we think. Tron is one of my very good friends, okay? So, so I, I have to, in my mind, I think, now if I don't do stuff with him, he's going to be mad at me. If I don't buy him a Christmas present, but I buy some, someone else a Christmas present, that he'll be mad at me. And so I constantly think I've got to make him happy by doing stuff. We think that with our spouses, don't we? We think that with everything that we do, we have to be good enough. Are y'all with me? Someone say amen if y'all are with me, right? And so that's our mindset. We constantly think if I don't do enough, if I don't do enough, if I don't do enough. And, and I hope y'all aren't like this, and it's awesome if you're not. But that's how I am with my relationship with Jesus. I don't forget what's behind me and press on the, toward the goal that is Christ Jesus. I get tangled up in my own mess and I think I now I have to do more good so he likes me. Because he's mad at me because I screwed up. And it's a constant battle with my life and so faith is not my foundation. My stuff is my foundation. I'm telling y'all, if our relationship with Jesus is based on what we do rather than who he is in us, we're a mess. Guess what? I know that and I still do it. I know that, and I still do. I listen to Paul's words, right? I know that's true. 
And knowing it here and believing it in your heart is two totally different things. And that's what I look like. And it drives me crazy. So I preached last week. Some of y'all have heard us talk about five point and um, we've had Lawson come in and preach and a couple people and some of y'all went to the marriage conference last year. I got to preach uh, there last week and that's where I was. So I missed you guys. And um, so while preaching at five point, I was preparing and I had, I had Psalm chapter 47 in my, in my message, verse 11. I love that verse. I love it because of this right here. But in my daily Bible reading, when I was finishing the year, and I was really excited, you know, because there was only three days left, and I was like, where do Psalm 147? There's only 150. That means we're almost done. And so I'm just reading through, and I've read this tons of times, studying for stuff or whatever, but like to, to just sit down and read it, I don't know, like a trigger went off in my mind, and I was like, holy cow, I've got to share that here today because that's it. Like in order for me to have a great... 2014. I've got to sink this into my brain and in my heart and let this be a reality in my life. Because listen to me, no matter where you come from, what church background you have, no matter where you are, this is a reality for every person. We think we have to be good enough. This is what, this is what the word says that God thinks about you. Listen to this, everybody listen to this. Psalm 147. Let's start in verse 10. Psalm 147. His delight, God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of man. Now listen. What I do, where I go, all my things that I can accomplish for God is not where he gets his delight or his pleasure. God is not pleased with you because you did. If you you look at your life last year and you think, well, that's good because I did this for God so he likes me, you've missed the whole boat. You've missed the point altogether. If I do think so God likes me, I've missed the point and I'll be miserable because I'll look and say, well, it wasn't good enough, right? Demorce, you should have dunked that ball. What's wrong with you? And I'll constantly beat myself up and beat myself up and beat myself up. I, Mark, become narcissistic. I pick at things. I'm not grateful. And it drives me crazy, by the way. It drives me crazy. And when a win happens in my life, when a victory happens in my life, I nitpick the small things and say, if I had only done that a little bit better. But God doesn't get his pleasure from what I do or what I say or where I go. But check this out. This is so awesome. I'm just telling y'all, this makes me really giddy. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who love Excuse me, in those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. The Lord takes pleasure. I want y'all to let this sink in because so often we scan verses and then we miss it. The Lord takes pleasure in me if I fear him and I hope in his love. Did you hear that? The God of the universe who by his own words can hold the entire universe in the palm of his hand. I can hold this water bottle and make it disappear. God can hold the universe that is so much bigger than your mind can comprehend in a distance that it would blow all of our minds. And yet, guess what? That God that is so massive that sent his son to die on the cross for us that loves us that much, he gets pleasure when you hope in him, when you fear him, when you put all of your trust in him. That is how the God of the universe receives pleasure and joy. To think 
Like when I read this, I had like one of those, you know, the light bulb moments like, oh my gosh, are you serious? To think that the God of the universe gets pleasure in me blows my mind because I messed up. And listen, what I do is I look behind, right? Look, God, look what I did. Look, look at this. I am full of junk. I'm a mess. He says, no, I don't see any of that. I forgive you. First John 1, 9, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He doesn't look at our past and hold our sins against us. There's certainly consequences for sins, but he doesn't hold our past sins against us. He loves you right where you are. And listen, he believes in you. I don't care what you believe about yourself. I don't care if you think you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not beautiful enough, you're too this or you're too that. Honest to goodness, that doesn't even matter. Here's what matters. Stop lying to yourself and believing the lies of Satan and listen to what God says about you. He made you sister and brother in the image of himself. Genesis 1, 27, you were made in the image of God. You were made in the image of God. And check this out. We weren't made to make money or to procreate or to love or to cry or to win. We were made to worship him. And that is why he gets pleasure in those who hope in his love. Because that's why I was put on this planet. I I can accomplish the goal of why I was put here by God himself. He knew we were going to fall. He knew we were going to be screwed up. He knew exactly what we're going to be. Yet he still loved me enough to send Jesus to die for my sins. And all he wants in return is for me to hope in his love. Listen, the reason that I do good things, the reason that I read the Bible every day, I want to know this God more. I want to know him more. I want to be intimate with him. He wants to talk to me. But that's not, I don't get him off my back. I don't give in those offering boxes or at the kiosk. I don't give so he doesn't hate me. God doesn't hate you. He loves you. He loves you. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, he wants the best year you've ever had for you. The reason that it doesn't happen is because we're like me. We constantly look at ourselves and we say, why am I not good enough? You're never going to be good enough. But guess what? He's good enough in me. He is good enough in me. And he always will be. And the minute that I say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do. It matters who he is in me. I'm just going to believe that. And I'm going to let God change me from the inside out. I'm going to let him be the center of my life. I'm going to let him be what people see. And at that point, people will look at you. And they won't see the ugly, short, fat man like Paul. That stuttered, by the way. I didn't add that. They'll see Jesus. And they'll be like, what's different about that dude? What's different about that lady? There's something that I want. It's contagious. And you can look at him and say, you know what? I know who I am. But it's not me. It's Jesus inside of me. He, he is what's different. Because it's not by the strength of a horse or not by the legs of a man that the Lord gets pleasure, but by those who fear him and those who hope in his steadfast love. So this is the question you have to answer for yourself. You can start every New Year's resolution you want. I'm starting a very strict diet tomorrow. I'll probably be done in two weeks. God be the glory. Oprah will go up and then down again. It's awesome. So we all start New Year's resolutions, right? And it's awesome. And if that's all you do is make a resolution and he is not a revolution inside of you, you will be no different and you will not be changed. But once you allow God to be different inside of you and trust that you are good enough, you're jacked up and you deserve hell 
and you are dirty, rotten inside, and I'm worse than any of you. But when Jesus looks at you and you trust him as Savior, all he sees is clean. All he sees is righteous. All he sees is his own son or daughter. And that's what you have to be. It's you have to answer this question, who am I with him? Like if I'm being honest, have I done business with Jesus? Have I allowed Christ to take over my life and his Holy Spirit to reign in me? When I see people or talk to people, do they see Jesus in me? For some of y'all, you need to be rescued right here, right now. Because you try so hard and you're miserable and you can't enjoy the moment. You can't enjoy the win because you constantly nitpick at everything. And it's like an open wound. I'm telling you that I can't fix your wound, but Jesus can. By trusting him as Savior and allowing him in your life, will you do that right now? And for every one of you that are saved, and I believe most of you are, not all of you, but most of you are, the only way that you can answer this question is this. When people see me, do they see Jesus? When people see me, do they see Jesus? When my husband or my wife, which is the best answer, when we're in it, do I show Jesus to Leah or do I show me? I hate to answer that question because the truth hurts. But my goal for 2014 is that people see Jesus when they see me and that I hope in his love. Will you bow with me? With every head bowed and eye closed, let's start 2014 with an awesome party and the best celebration we could ever have. We want to offer you something that is better than money or health, and it is Jesus. This is what I need you to answer with all honesty. If you've never trusted Christ as Savior, meaning you've never asked Him to forgive you of what you've done wrong and all your sins and come in your life and save you because of what he did, his payment on the cross by shedding his blood and then raising from the dead and putting the stamp of approval on that. If you've never put your faith in him, you have no hope, but we offer you that this morning. I want you to just answer this, Mark. I am certain, no doubt in my mind, there's no doubt, 100% that I'm saved. Will you raise your hand as high as you can this morning? Keep them up. Raise them up. If you know you're saved, if you know you're saved between you and God, you know you're saved, raise them up, keep them up, keep them up. I know I'm saved, Pastor Mark. There's no doubt in my mind. I know I'm saved. Thank you, put them down. There was a couple people in here that didn't raise their hands. This is my offer to you. Okay, just look at me real quick. If you didn't raise your hand, I want you to look at me. We're offering you this right now, okay? We're offering you this right now. All you have to do, there's people standing right in the back waiting on you. We want you to stand up and say yes to Jesus right now. Don't let pride keep you in your seat. Don't let worrying, don't let, well, I've done something in the past. You know if you've done business with Jesus. So on the count of three, I just want you to stand up. Stand up and say, that's what I want right now. I want Jesus. On the count of three, stand up. One, two, three. Come on. Anybody? Who wants it? There's several people in here who are looking at me. Is anyone, is anyone bold enough to stand up and say, you know what, Pastor Mark, that's what I want in my life. That's what I want in my life. Anybody? A couple more seconds. Who will be bold enough to be the first because I bet more would stand up. Who will be bold enough to be the first and say, that's what I want? How about for everybody else? Look at me. Here's the deal. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or stand up. You know where you are with Jesus, okay? You know. You know. Make a commitment to know God better every day. Be in his word every day. Man, I, I believe if we want to live righteously and right. We ought to know the God who made us even better every day, right? So that's why we pray and listen and read his word. 
So I want y'all to do that every day. But listen, the way that you have the best year ever is not get more stuff or get a promotion. It's to put Jesus where he should be. And so in just a minute, we're going to sing a song that ties in perfectly to end the message. I want y'all to stand, raise your hands, worship Jesus, but commit in your heart that today you will allow Jesus to be God, to be Lord, and reign over my life. Will y'all stand with me as we close?